Alright. Hey guys, uh, welcome back to the Codex West podcast. It has been a while. Um, I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Johnny Paglino. Hey! Hi, hi. And Mark Quivolo. Yo, yo, what up? And also today, special guest, Jake Tripp. Hey, what's going on? <laughs> you know, Jake the huge. From the street, from the, street, from the toilet. <laughs> we, 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 uh, Jake and Johnny are podcasting live from a bathroom. Um, We're in a bath. The rest of the house is like going under construction, so the only safe place was this. I thought you were going to tell me that it was like a, a panic room yeah. and that there was like, you know, like an invader situation I'm going panicking. on. Yeah, like, sure. like somebody was like robbing it's your house or something. Room. Yeah. We're all up in the bathroom trying to stay safe. Like. <laughs> That's what it feels like. We're with the dog, too. Our producer's here. That's good, yeah. <laughs> Kaiser Pub. Kaiser, Kaiser, Kaiser how are the levels? Excellent levels boy. good? Levels good. <laughs> um, Spot on. So it has uh, <laughs> really good. It's been a minute. Uh, we've all been pretty busy with the holidays and stuff. I know Johnny and Jake managed to push an episode out with Mark, but uh, now <laughs> the reason you guys, <laughs> the reason you guys listen to the podcast is back now. So, uh, so let's uh, to commemorate this special occasion, we are gonna do our mailbag episode that we've been talking about for like three months now um and we are going to answer viewer questions so yeah uh you guys ready to get right into it yeah let's do it yeah totally yeah let's do this all right so i'm going to start with some more lighthearted questions let me just get my email open real quick um oh my god so unprepared be prepared what is can, you it's, I, can we just call this I'm, a sex it's actually, actually my email's been open for about half an hour i just wanted to simulate unpreparedness to it's i'm creating an environment it's a it's making it's an atmosphere you, it's an you're building a story yeah. you're building a narrative yeah this is the narrative yeah. i get it it's all about um, branding the narrative is open your email so we'll start with the one question that i asked one day. people yeah. not to ask uh this is from Laith in atlanta uh, what does your face smell like? I think he's asking all of us. What? Okay. What does your face? What does your, f- what does your face smell like? Yeah, I mean, just answer as honestly as you can. I have no idea what my face smells. like. I can tell you what your you face smell- smells like. I mean, you maybe not smell your own. Can we? I can't tell what any of your faces. I don't. Yeah. Who smells? Well, I, what I can I can say that like I guess that in my experience, my face, my experience of my face is the smell of my mustache. That's my answer. Final answer. Mustache. Right. So was does that, your mustache right? smell like? <laughs> was that right? Food or and was it right? There is <laughs> smells like you have gone on to the two and three. Whatever. Whatever. Basically, I think my face smells like whatever my mustache smells like at that given moment. So it's probably some, like, Indian uh, Yeah, like, it's definitely, like, so, curry. So just cook. Yeah, something like that. It's like, you smell like curry. Yeah, I, I, I generally like do smell like curry. That is true. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> so, okay, I uh, guess my face smells like Jacob curry. Smells like like, yeah. Fair and balanced. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I've ever been like close up on any of your guys' faces to like get a. Well, that's a lie. Think, like, that's even, straight up a lie. That's got to no, but like true. to like with the intention of whiffing and sure, and sure. Just to say about whiffing, like, even <laughs> if I'm like you know being intimate with somebody, like I'm not like smelling their face, man. I'm worried about other yeah. things. I'm doing other things with the face. Bullshit. I call whiffing. bullshit. <laughs> smelling smelling your face is like standing on somebody's pants. <laughs> uh, what? I'm not sure that's true because no one's ever done that. <laughs> oh wait, um, I get it. No, that's the. Okay. I've seen it. I've not seen it. I've heard stories. 
I've heard some lore about the so a little context. Jake is a homeless man that we found on the street for this episode. So his experience may be a little different than literally anyone else's. You must be like one. You must be like a reptilian overlord, like one of the lizard people or something. What do you think humans do? Something a little. What do you think humans do? Like standing on other people's pants. (laughs) No, okay. The context of this, I don't know why, but I was at a. I was I was going out when I was home and I was like one of my old friends I saw just like at a bar that I hadn't seen forever so I was like hey what's up and she was like she's really cool but she was like wearing like a like really diva clothes like you know like very flowy like you know showing her cleavage but the the clothes never ended <laughs> right it just right. went on forever and so like we're talking and then all of a sudden she's like uh, hey excuse me but you're standing on my pants. <laughs> And I just thought, oh, like, I and get it, it was, it was true. It was, it was absolutely true. But I was just like, this is sort of like, I no one's ever said that before. Right, right, right. <laughs> and then your spaghetti fell out of your pockets. Yeah. So yeah. embarrassing. So as I was saying, anyways, now that this makes perfect sense, it's a lot like standing on somebody's pants. You're not doing it a lot. And you're not, it. you're not smelling faces. Like I'm pretty close to JP's face in this bathroom. And I can't smell his You're, face. I know what Kaiser smells like. I know what Kaiser's face smells like. Yeah. It smells like balls. And I'd like to note <laughs> that I think this question is distinctly different from, like, what does your breath smell like? Because your face is – the skin on your face doesn't – is not necessarily scented. Now, I can say some people have different? a scent to their face when they've ingested certain things. Not related to food, but, like, they, their you know sweat comes out of their face and it smells maybe like whatever they've been – and like uh, Johnny smell Johnny's face smells like kind of sweaty when he drinks. It's really weird. Oh, it's like yeah. the smell. It's like the smell of like clamminess. And it's not necessarily it's not like foul, but neither is it pleasant. <laughs> this is why I pretty much stopped drinking. <laughs> These observations are not flattering to myself. <laughs> No, notice Johnny, the only one continue. not laughing. Uh, okay, we can move on to the next question now Thank that uh, <laughs> now that we've addressed that. Yeah, I don't now that we've spent that now that we've spent five minutes on that question, it's five time to minutes move on longer. To the next, yeah. <laughs> what was the last time you went to AA? Because <laughs> you have a sweaty, smelly face. <laughs> you have a problem. Bro. It's not a horrible problem, but it's a problem. It's not it's a not pleasant like a, one. Yeah. It's not a pleasant problem. All right, we've got one from um, iTunes Store. Uh, confirmation of... <laughs> no, that's not, that's not it. That's not right. Uh, second question is from uh, Zaina, one of our listeners in Florida, and it is, what imprint do you hope to leave with your Codex West fan base? Guess that I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> no, anything about me, my face sweats. <laughs> I can't get over Imagine it, you giving a speech at an AA meeting, saying like, "I knew it was. I, I knew I hit rock bottom when my face. It just. It smelt kind of musty, dude. It's rock <laughs> bottom when it I'm smelt a little like sweat. I just like drinking would make me sweat, man, and it just really broke me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, who uh, wants to take point on this one? I don't. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I can um, say that, like, when we when we uh, started talking about doing this originally, what we really wanted to do was kind of um, to to 
we thought that we kind of uh, could give the hot take. And I, I don't mean to sound like cliche or like make it sound like dicks. But what I mean to say is that there's a... Uh, well, you failed. A lot of what we... <laughs> fuck you. So, uh, but a lot of... Um, a lot of what you read and listen to uh, in the you know mainstream liberal anti-Trump media <laughs> is 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 going to kind of it, it becomes like repetitious. It becomes kind of um, uh, you know an echo chamber to a degree, and you're kind of just exposed to uh, one particular side of a story. And I mean, this happens. I mean, when we that's me kind of like referencing like uh, political aspects. But at the same time, yeah. this happens when like you know an album comes out and everybody loves it or something like that. And then all you people see are people just like are, regurgitating the same yeah for statements. And I don't mean to I don't mean that we try to be contrarian. I just think that what we try to do is um, uh, bring a different take to issues than you might than we might ourselves be exposed to when we go out and read things on our own. And yeah, inform ourselves, right? I think that that's, that's like pretty an similar to how to I would it, answer. Right? Um, yeah, it's a, it's like a getting people to like maybe revise their perspective in a way that is uh, non traditional. We're like an mm. alt news. <laughs> you know, <it's, laughs> we're not alt news. We're the info wars of culture. Yeah. Like, we are know. exactly info wars. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, no, we're just info. We're part of the info wars network. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't know it. We're secret info wars podcast. This we're not like the frogs are gay. We're like the, yeah. but we should think about the frogs' gayness more often. You know, it's a. Di- <laughs> That's what we're talking Just about next takes. week. We're talking yeah. about gay frogs next week, so that'll be good. Well, it's a problem. <laughs> I guess, like, I would want to re- like revise what you said a little. Like, so, like for instance, um, the like the hazing episode we did. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't like. I'm not even sure there was really a hot. Take oh, I on think that, that that's actually you make a good point. Yeah, totally. Like, but what it's I think um, I don't know. I just want to be interesting, I guess, or you know, like I want it. it my favorite. I don't have like you know. It's like when you surprise somebody with like an opinion or knowledge, it feels good. Yeah. And like, and when you like, you know that you found something that has that effect. Like you're like, oh man, I wish I could do something with it, and that's sort of the outlet of the podcast for me. Mm-hmm. Is like, one, it keeps me engaged with the world. Like even if no one listened, uh, I would still want to do it because like having to formulate talking points and to speak cogently about something like really refines your viewpoint and your access. Yeah, hundred percent, absolutely, in a way. totally. So I don't really think about what imprint I want to have on the viewer so much, except that I just want it to be like interesting i want people to like be fascinated in a way um but at the same time i really don't want to like go like i was i think about our podcast we really just talk about stuff that we want to talk about Mm -hmm. some people some podcasts they like the way they like they come together and they make some like you know they'll like do reporting or something or like uh um like what's that one s town or something you know it's like there's like stories that last for and it's just like a lot of work Mm. I don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to have that. <laughs> like, I guess at some level, like, the, the, the impact we can have is only going to be so far because we're just giving our opinions on things, really. Right. You know, it's not like – we're not, like, really doing any major reporting or, like, storytelling in, like, a big way. But most people aren't either. And, like um, – Yeah, we're not, like, weaving a narrative, really. We're just sort of presenting yeah. – right, Really? No, I mean, we're, like, definitely aren't, you know, like, We just talk. Yeah. No. But I think, like, uh, it's, it's good to listen to people formulate viewpoints. 
and like we said we like change our viewpoint during the podcast even like yeah. it's never like we're never like gung-ho about one thing to the point where we won't take in new information from somebody and i think just like if i want to give any impression it's like a podcast is an interesting format because usually the like when you have a conversation it's a little different than when you're podcasting you mm-hmm. know like the way the way you, you you modulate the way you speak because you're presenting information it's like you know that people are listening on the, in on the conversation and that changes how you talk in a way mm-hmm. so it's a really interesting like construction to a conversation that can like you know it's just like a, it i don't know like it gives a way of it's just a very special way of um presenting like how viewpoints can be established totally i um, mean how conversations can go um and i think that's mostly the biggest impression i want to leave is like this is a good way to like have conversation and debate and discussion that doesn't like get to a yelling match or you like sticking yeah because none of us are like really contrary we're just we're all i think we respect each other enough to um to make an attempt to understand the position of the others yeah i mean so like agreeably disagree kind of thing like yeah we we almost it seems like we almost reach consensus at the end of every episode instead yeah and uh, we come in with a lot of information too or we try to yeah and that's something I think gets lost a lot in um, cultural debates is people are looking at the data or they're not like really – there's no research really done in like uh, – like usually if like you're doing a lot of like, – what's cool about podcasts I guess like if you're writing a piece or something, you're not able to have any like dialectic you know, um, with like an interlocutor. It's just like you presenting a bunch of information and then like you just give it out to the world. Right. Yeah. And like in podcasts, it's a way of like, okay, let's get all this information and then let's just like talk about it. It's not a debate. We're not trying to win. Yeah. It's no. not like that. It's, so it's not like not we take like, particular positions. There I might be, that's like pretty there might be like a thesis. There might be like something that we drew from it. But in many ways, what we're doing is conveying the information and discussing the information as to arrive at whatever our conclusion would be based on uh, uh, based on whatever the topic is. And so I think that that's, I think you make a good point there that it's not exactly that we, um, we don't come into this thinking that we're trying to like um, do much more than having a formalized conversation. It's like podcasting is a good way to it's, you know, this is cooler than having a conversation on discord without recording it and doing this. You know what I mean? It's more fun. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's really what it boils down to, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a hey, it's a great this way just for feels me to talk cooler. to my friends. It's awesome. Yeah. I get to talk with my friends. <laughs> <laughs> Start a podcast <laughs> social <laughs> network. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, let's see the next one. Uh, next one uh, is also from Lath, our one of our Atlanta listeners, and it is: What relationships do you have slash maintain slash seek, and why? I think he means like personal relationships, not romantic ones necessarily. Um, <laughs> <That's> a, <laughs> I don't know, man. Don't don't hold on to anyone too much. <laughs> That's classic, Johnny. That's classic, Johnny. Kill it! Oh my god! Everyone dies. Let the past die. Listen, yeah. I, I know. I know that the listeners only <laughs> know dead. Johnny really through, unless you know him personally. But if you don't know him personally, you only know him through the podcast. That last sentence. That's classic, Johnny. <laughs> that's like kill him if you have to. I'm basically Kylo Ren in real life. Like he's pretty edgy, he's, and he's just as swole, dude. Super. <laughs> I'm really super swole. ripped, really super swole, super, swole. super sweaty. <laughs> oh my god! 
So wait, it was Listen, it was. I don't know, Jacob. What about Jacob? Yeah. I'm sure is going to have some really like utilitarian like. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, like that's like my obvious. Yeah, that's the the obvious yeah. thing for me, for me to approach this from is like don't have anybody in your life that isn't like. Uh, people are like people are like no no no. It's like I don't mean this in like a a way that's like sociopathic but people are, like, <laughs> people are sure you don't mean it that convincing <laughs> convincing okay all right so fuck you guys um but people people in your life should be tools like they should you should be able to like <laughs> Dennis i don't mean that in a there. tools are <laughs> awesome god i just but got i just got chills. but you need to look at people as inanimate objects <laughs> really, like, you could use to forge your will okay like, language like, is like a tool too or like a technology i don't know it's just like people in your life should be useful people in your life should be useful they should have a purpose in your life that's all that's all i'm saying you, you shouldn't have anybody in your life that's i like, like the per the purpose thing makes more sense well yeah that's what a fucking tool is dude <laughs> <laughs> it's the jargon of <laughs> Uh, we need podcast to, you just turned into mind everyone. hunter yeah like, <laughs> <laughs> love you guys so you guys are no longer of any use to me so i'm gonna go ahead and <laughs> yeah, right. terminate gladly happy to toxic know. friendship i'm a use object <laughs> I'm a use. I object. keep Johnny in my life because I pay less rent and he's a tool <laughs> I he, use his car. He's a tool, generally. <laughs> In general. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, I, I don't know. N nowadays, it's pretty diff. Like, it takes a lot more work to, like, maintain friendships. Right. You know, the older you get, the more it's like, I really don't know how much work I want to put into this kind of thing. So There's, my, like, a level of uncertainty, like, with meeting yeah, oh anybody yeah, totally. new. You don't know how reliable totally. they are. Like, you don't really know, like, what, you know, and that's, that's what I, I, that's all I'm really trying to say is, like, you shouldn't have people in your life that are dead weight. Like, sometimes you, there are people that, like, you know, maybe you've had, like, friends that you've had for a really, really, really long time, and they're not, like, contributing anything to your life. Like, friendships should be, relationships in general should be about, like, mutual contribution and respect you should be growing each other that's what, i mean i feel like that's what we do on the podcast like what we just talked about we're we, we all come in with a perspective but we're like amenable to each other's views and in a way we we're growing each other's understanding of these things like that's all i meant you guys. <laughs> no, 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 yeah. sometimes people need help though sometimes people are of no use and like it's like your loyalty ought to demand you to at least you sometimes know, but, but try to save somebody i'm just saying there's a calculus to that but like yeah for sure sometimes people it's not are a going catch to be useless and i think that yeah. there is something yeah. and so, some people are useless for a period of time too it's not like and it, that's the 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 calculus that you have to do is like figure out at what point at what point do effort. i murder them that's what you're saying. Right? Yes, that's like, what, like, that is all it boils down to. When can I eat them? At what point is this person a resource that is also food? <laughs> People are food. What you're forgetting about use is that they A useless... Oh, yeah, yeah, this is what you don't realize. Yeah, a useless person is just useful as food. I understand. It's, it's not Precisely. that like... <laughs> Everyone can be useful at some point. Right. This is why I don't have Dead internet friends. I have no internet friends because I can't eat them. I don't know where they're at. <laughs> I don't know where they're at. It's hard, dude. It's hard. Oh, my God. Uh, all right. Jacob's associate. I don't know. That's, like a, that's a hard question, though. I don't like... Um, 
I think, like, I don't, like, I guess what Jacob's saying is kind of just really blanket and vague and, like, would apply to anything, really. Like, <laughs> it's not, yeah, it's tell not, me not how like, you really uh, feel specific to situations. Because, like, if in my, like, in my mind, like, use would be, like, they, like, give you pleasure. Yeah, you know what that's, I mean? or, like, that is a or, completely or, like, valid thing, too. It's not like you can't just have friendships that, like, make you feel good about yourself or just, like, you have a good time. Like, that's a, there's value to that as well. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not saying that, like, that's, like, a... You know, in the same way that, like, uh, I don't know, like, movies or art are tools for enjoyment. Yeah. I mean... I, I'm not trying know, to be, like, a, a... what it So what it is is just they're, 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 I've had friends in my life that just, like, sucked for a period of time and then, like, got better. Yeah. And had I just excised them at that point, my life would be way worse off right now. So, like, if I were just to, like... It's just a difficult... Kaiser, stop snoring. <laughs> Kaiser needs to get a fucking job, dude. Let's be real. Kaiser yeah. is useless. The subtext, Kaiser. Of, the subtext of this entire conversation is, Johnny, our fucking producer is a piece of shit. <laughs> well, think about, like, yeah, a relationship with a dog. Like, what does the dog give you? Just, like, unconditional love. But, like, he's, like, an, uh, most mostly a useless, aggravating, nonsensical yeah. <laughs> life form. For sure. Just, like, fucking shitting and pissing everywhere and, like... Like sleeping on the furniture and putting his fur everywhere. You know I mean? like, <laughs> yeah. He's like useless. He's real. I mean, he's basically useless. But I keep him around because I have to. Because I got him. <laughs> <laughs> so that's not at all what I was saying. Uh, that is the opposite of the kind of relationships that I endorse. This is going. Uh, <laughs> it's becoming so strange. What is happening? <laughs> no, I love my dog. I can't. He's a good boy. <laughs> <laughs> Jacob and Johnny no longer best friends. Kaiser new best friends. Well, actually, <laughs> my dog gives me a reason because I thought like I thought I, I I used to be on Jacob's line in terms of like if someone's just like not intellectually there, they're useless to me because I want to be learning at all times or like have some you know I want to be engaged. Yeah. On that level and if someone can't, but like then I like I got a dog and then like he doesn't engage me intellectually. In but he's like whatsoever. taught you things about probably like responsibility and stewardship and like. That's that's another way that people can be exactly. useful. Exactly. Like, but Kaiser's yeah. not just dead. Wait, like you've you've learned from the experience of having Kaiser. Sometimes there are people in your life that just like they never learn anything. They're not contributing anything new. You've like kind of exhausted all of your options as far as like what this person is contributing. And like you have to do some calculus to figure out whether or not like that's this is the maintenance part of this I question. Guess, is like Yeah, how, I guess I just get my boredom like like works that out for me unconsciously. Like, you know, like, yeah, but I think you have to be like you've got to you have to like uh, devote some attention to that. Like obviously, like bored. You have to consider whether or not like oh I'm bored of this person, but like do I have some kind of like social obligation or like maybe I'm just bored because like you know there's certain circumstances in the moment that are like contributing to that boredom. But like maybe that person is still valuable to you, and that's why yeah. you maintain that relationship. Like family. <laughs> my I'm so bored of my family. <laughs> Who's the sociopath like, now, motherfucker? <laughs> no, I'm not bored of my family, but I don't ever have to think about like, oh, is my family being like useful to me? Yeah, like, it's just like unless they do some huge transgression that like like <laughs> ruins my life. <laughs> Must I know, excise like, I these people from my life? Yeah. <laughs> I don't like that's. I'm not even thinking about that. But you know, I'm not exactly like they, they're. 
I guess it's just like family is a very different type of a relationship than a friend, and like a lot of the yeah for sure ways I think about my friendship relationships probably work along the lines that you're talking about. Yeah, in terms of that, like where I'm actually like managing, like do I want to actually like spend time with this person? Like, am I gonna get anything? But like with my family, it's just like you do it. Like, yeah, you just, you just go. Yeah, to family. Well, dinner, yeah, like, family. Like, I don't like ever the, like the the reciprocity of him. I mean, Johnny and I, I think like I, I can't speak for either of you guys. Oh, I guess I can speak for Jake because they're unbelievably welcoming and they let me eat Christmas dinner and cook for them. <laughs> <laughs> but Johnny oh, and I are like pretty blessed with like a, an awesome family. Like all of our oh my family's um, too. My, You've met my parents. Yeah, I met your parents. Yeah. Just oh, not my extended family. Like, yeah, yeah, for sure. Johnny and I, for the most part, just are like really blessed to have like an awesome extended family, and like my relationships with my family on my mother's side are also great. So like, family is super important to. I'm sure it's important to Johnny too, but it it takes a different priority than like friend relationships, familial relationship. Like my little brothers are not like actively contributing anything in my life. <laughs> my two favorite people on earth. Yeah. So it's like a. I'm never going to be like, all right, you're cut off, little brothers. Like, <laughs> you can't drive me anywhere. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, yeah. I think a lot of it works out naturally, too, mm-hmm. I guess. I'm just trying to think. There's a lot of relationships I shouldn't have gotten myself into that, like, no amount of, like, calculating would have helped because it was happening anyway. Uh-huh. Like, it was you just, just can't. Some Some people are, like, sort of in your life unless you make some really drastic murder changes <laughs> yeah, I think what it is, is I'm also murder just changes. like a very I'm not, I think Jacob is a lot better with like you know oh this person I'm cutting him out of my life it's gonna be a problem me it's just like I gotta see how far the rabbit hole goes <laughs> really Johnny's like, like academic curiosity no, dude, is too he dangerous described, he described it to me the other week about, about something we were talking about and he described like oh no it's like an academic thing when you hang out with that person and I was like yeah, what? Yeah. <laughs> what? just how terrible can this person make their lives <laughs> yeah. oh my god and sometimes you get caught in the fallout and that's just what happens yeah <laughs> oh, man. sometimes things blow up but like you know i gotta study the science Jake and Mark, <laughs> what are your what are your it's thoughts a hydron collider of relationships <laughs> yeah. this is the lhc podcast yeah <laughs> this is the social lhc network <laughs> i like that info wars so mark mark and jake what are your i johnny and i have kind of been occupying wall street on this conversation <laughs> <laughs> You can go fuck off that fucking <laughs> metaphor, man. Bring that metaphor to some other rich guy. I think that, like, when it comes to what, how about this? I don't like uh, excise people from my life if they're being shitty. I, what I have done on many occasions is like not see somebody for a while, but then like you know if it's been a year or something or two years, I'm one to like uh, uh, quick like I'm I'm one to forgive at that point and like kind of like move forward if the person is doing better, for example, right? Or if like for uh-huh. or, or it may not even be that it may be that there was just like um, uh, how do I put this uh, two you know two people are really different going through things at the same time and it's just like neither of you are good to be around each other during that time period or something like that yeah um, yeah not not just like if they're you know even if they're doing fine in their life you might be doing fine in your life too but it doesn't matter you're just like not going to hang out with that person because it's not who you need to be hanging out with right now um, but the thing is right. that like. Uh, I don't know if I've like ever 
like cut someone out of my life with no with like absolutely no intention of ever talking to them again or anything like that you know what i mean it, that's a huh. that's like a straight that, for me that's a, never that's burn a, the bridge <laughs> we recently just did that with somebody yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, was, it was probably one of the first first times that that's ever happened to me i mean there's like a lot of like i have a lot of lost relationships but like and ne- it's never been a conscious like never going to talk to you again kind of thing mm-hmm. yeah but when you have to like literally like go through your phone and just block every instance of contact media. Yeah. yeah it's yeah right like i think that you guys had a different situation to... <laughs> like be, being aware of it yeah. but like yeah if the person is dangerous right then that's obviously a different scenario you know what I'm saying? I, but I was just kind of referring to, yeah. uh, uh, I don't like, I haven't really cut people entirely out of my life. What are you doing? Are you like eating chips in the microphone? What was that? <laughs> no, I'm changing a bandage. Sorry. Oh my God. <laughs> what? I need to cut you out of yeah. my life, dude. Well, well, we already realized that he's a <laughs> serial eating killer. Chips. So he probably cut himself going out hunting last night for people. <laughs> like... For people, did you, you didn't leave Jacob, any who DNA. Did you cut out of your life, yeah. man. Yeah, <laughs> Jacob literally. We're using words like <laughs> "cut" and "excise," and they're not metaphorical. <laughs> this is none of these were metaphors. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, yeah. Jacob comes back to the podcast, and it's just like serial killer jokes. <laughs> oh. Like <laughs> you guys are so rude. We're having like nice conversations about like Catalonia and. <laughs> And movie culture, and then we go back, and it's like, so who? Are you I was kill? I was the movie culture <laughs> podcast, you ass cheese. <laughs> it's okay. Johnny does study people for science, so. <laughs> he actually does. So. But I mean, Fair. they are related. Dude. It's not like they could be like he's got to have. Oh a yeah, yeah, I think we're kind of getting into something here. Yeah, this might say something about like your relation, and you know, do you guys have any serial killers in the family? Like you know, um, or are you guys the first? Um, are you like the first? I only know of one. Only know of one. I was trained. I was trained. I, was trained. I had a I have over 300 confirmed Dexter's. kills. Oh my god. Okay. I'm the ice truck killer. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's really can bad we get a, All right, we can, can we uh, get that next question going. Let's we can switch back can to a All right, we're going to backtrack a little here. Out of our lives? Um what are this is kind of a random one that's completely unlike any of the other questions preceding it. What are your thoughts on Nintendo's approach to modern gaming, i.e. new consoles and design of blockbuster software and key IPs as opposed to I guess like as opposed to Has Nintendo ever not done that? No, I think that that's like that. It's not. It's not. They're not asking if it's like a new approach. It's just like how do we? Uh, What do you think think of? of Yeah, like Mario as a brand is like the specific example. Well, it's genius. Yeah, I mean, it's like in my mind, I think, um, like, it's sort of the Pixar approach. I feel like where you're trying to make something for everybody in these like huge ways, and like you really cultivate your hype. You yeah. know what I mean? Or it's like every game that's like a me, you know, if it's a major Zelda game or a major Mario game. Nobody's ever not excited about those games. Yeah. Yeah, and they're always, they always come, yeah, that blockbuster effect, which is, you know, like, um, what's what's the thing on PC or PlayStation that's like even equivalent? That it's has like Star like, Factor like that? I can't think of anything that's so universal. Even like, like Call of Duty, or Halo, like, yeah, like Halo might Halo, be the closest yeah. like IP 
to being like a global phenomenon and it was but it has it doesn't have because it necessarily because it's like a gun game doesn't have the universality of like mario or zelda totally. yeah well isn't it like metroid kind of a gun game in a way yeah but it's like, like it's like space, sci-fi it's space you're you know, not it's not the same. yeah it's like spacey there's I'm it's just not saying, like, like generically it's not like that's not that i don't i don't think just because it's a first person shooter halo yeah but metroid metroid also thing. definitely doesn't have the universality of i mean like even as a nintendo ip i don't think it's as I think he's like just saying strokes. that, like, you can play Mario. <clears throat> yeah, like, I remember playing Mario when I was, like, you know, seven or something. You know what I mean? Like, when my yeah. parents were still buying my games, it wouldn't have bought me, I don't know, when GoldenEye came out. But you know Halo, what I mean? Like, yeah. that kind of thing, right? Yeah, I got, Golden. yeah GoldenEye, dude, right? Um, but so, yeah, yes, uh, yes. Uh, but so, you know, with, um, with Halo, I would expect that it was the same kind of thing. I mean, yeah, all, like, everybody played it. But it's not this, I mean, that's not even remotely the same because, like, Mario and, like, Luigi and Link and, you know, Zelda. Old people, these... old people know who Mario old are. People, My grandparents yeah. don't know who Master Chief they, is. They are, like, they're a brand, like, they're, the like, Mario is, like, is a brand the way that, like, Coca-Cola is a brand in a particular way, right? Very, yeah, um, very much it, so. It's I'd pervasive say. worldwide wide and across all generations you know what i mean and um, cultures even, and, yeah. yeah exactly and cultures everybody you know most most people who have been exposed to any you know so long as you've been exposed to you know like modern media in some way you're gonna yeah. know mario pokemon is, right yeah po- pokemon has the same effect too yeah exactly that's a that's another great example right but so the thing is that like i think that uh with nintendo i mean i don't you know i'm not a huge gamer like i don't play a lot of games like you guys do um and the thing is that the closest i'll ever get to like going out and spending a bunch of money like i i want to get a switch just to play zelda do you know what i mean yeah like which is a yeah, crazy nobody's... thing for me to say i don't play I video games because i did yeah that. but that's what i'm saying like i want to play zelda that badly though obviously right because it's it, and it's not just like you know um uh that the games are fantastic or something like that it's also it's like a part of like who I, you know i've played all of these zelda games since i was a little kid trying to be it's part of like of your time. gamer identity yes exactly right so didn't, didn't um uh weren't there more zelda games sold than there were switch consoles yeah when it first <laughs> that's out. so funny um, that's good yeah. <laughs> so this is this is all right so my thoughts are all right i'm trying to i so like zelda is like 30 years old like mario's older these are old games so they and they're important to the history of gaming video yeah, game, yeah, 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 yeah gaming in general so it makes sense especially since they're not they're always centered around the same mechanic or like the same theme, mm-hmm. right? Like Zelda is going to, Link's going to save Zelda. He's going to go through dungeons. He's going to be an open world. Mario is going to be a platformer. He's saving Peach, right? Like these, these themes carry. The only other like franchise I, that's coming to mind, and I'm sure people could come up, up with other ones, but is Final Fantasy. That isn't on Nintendo, right? No. That has a really storied history and um, has has a kind of like iterative aesthetic theme but don't but don't like so one Um, thing i'll point out is like the characters change between final fantasy games right yeah that's what i'm getting at whereas like one it's not even that that could be something there are definitely like iconic characters in that universe but most of them are not in any other final fantasy like cloud strife is not in yeah for sure yeah Yeah. and he's the most iconic yeah But, but i think that's part of it but also what's part of it i think is with Final Fantasy, if you played the Final Fantasy games, the invention of the games every time is they're it, they're trying to complicate like the battle system or like yeah, it, they're these it's like games that are supposed to engage you in like a kind of a 
strategic menu hunting kind of way. Mm. Whereas with um, they're complicated. Yeah, I always yeah. thought like that they were like I always thought the they were actions, basically right? like card games, like in a, in a lot of ways, like what was going in on. A, in, yeah, yeah. In, there, that's there's definitely parts, true. Yeah, there's definitely aspects of it. Um, like for instance, they just you know Final Fantasy twelve. Like you literally program your characters to do certain things and certain situations. They're called gambits, and like so you're like basically programming in the game, and that was like the invention of uh, twelve. But that's a very different kind of invention than Mario and Zelda games, where like the, you're always going to have the same story, but it'll be like um, you know Ocarina of Time. It's going to be in three D. Wind Waker, it's gonna be cell shaded, and you're gonna have a boat, and that's like it. Yeah, you know, it's like that. Yeah. It's like the and, gameplay and, elements so are like the um, Breath of the Wild had some like real novelties with like environment interaction, but that was the primary gameplay element that was changed, and that's like sort right. of even that is not revolutionary for the Zelda franchise because there's so many interactive objects in those in those worlds. Yeah, and so they introduce one aspect, one invention, and then they try and explore that one invention they try to use that invention as much to like like um create like they try to use it as like an exploration device yeah exactly right how far can we get with this mechanic is what i mean to say so like in the new mario your hat and odyssey you got the hat and that opens up <laughs> a world of of um ideas in terms of platforming because now you can like bridge certain areas as long as you have the mechanical skill and you can use the hat to transform into other characters. Like, it's not crazy. It's not, like, complicated. Right. The idea is super simple, but the consequences of that one invention are far-reaching. Far-reaching. And so that's the idea, I think, with Nintendo that I think is brilliant. It's also, like, in their consoles, too. Like, the Switch, you can take it with you. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. What I, I think the Switch is the most genius. I mean, it's not the power. It's not a power horse. as a powerhouse. The way that, like... Um, the PS4 you know, like the, or the Xbox yeah, PS4 one. Pro or yeah. stuff. You know what I mean? Or like getting a gaming It's not breaking not any game. like hardware records, but it is like incredibly but it, awesome. Yeah, <laughs> it's like one one new mechanic, you can take it with you, and all of a sudden I'm playing Skyrim on a plane, and I love Nintendo. <laughs> that's, a, that's, so like, you know, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, that's really crazy. Yeah, yeah. I think, um, yeah, that's what I think about Nintendo in terms of like uh, even just as a company in general. I feel like they're really good at r- remaining simple and finding like these really niche ideas that just they can explode, explore in yeah. depth. Like Pokemon, Pokemon Go, like that's the perfect idea for uh, like early augmented reality. Didn't they actually yeah. have nothing to it, do with Pokemon Go? Well, I mean, they own the IP. Oh no, I mean, they, they, they yeah, but they licensed the right to make the, a game about Pokemon like that to somebody. They, to Niantic, yeah. yeah, that's what I thought. But it's okay. still, it's still like effectively it's still a Nintendo. Oh, you know, obvi- it's like obviously Star Wars isn't like a Disney like. You know what I mean? Oh no, like, no, 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 Disney owns I, I, the IP. I absolutely, like... I absolutely understand that. Um, I was yeah. just, I was just pointing out that what I remember was that after Pokemon Go came out. Um, uh, Nintendo's uh, stock spiked, right? It went up like sixty percent, right, and right, then right. and then it like had to level back out to having only gone up like ten or fifteen percent once everybody realized they didn't make the game, like you know what I mean? <laughs> that they didn't like you know own the augmented reality uh, software. But and that, stuff like that like that even goes back to like the brilliance of Nintendo marketing is you have stuff like. Nintendo yeah. doesn't really develop new IPs anymore. They just That's, take yeah. like Mario. Think about like 
Mario has all of these iconic characters that became their own. Donkey Kong, Yoshi. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. there are Yoshi games. There are Donkey Kong games. Kirby's another example of that IP mm-hmm. where, like, now you have all of these. As their IPs grow, they can actually even incorporate them into other games like Super Smash Brothers. And that I was about to say that's those super, games. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, they don't. They really don't try and like reinvent the wheel on anything. Nope, they just, they just love their IPs. Take an idea, and they. I mean, I'm sure their overhead. Like, I haven't looked at them as like a company, but I'm sure their overhead for a lot of the stuff that they make. Like, if you, I don't know if you guys have like played uh, the Switch, where you take uh, each take like a separate controller for the um, handpiece and put it in like a wheel for uh, like Mario Kart. Mario okay, Kart. yeah. yeah. Um, and it's just like super, like it's it's just a wheel. It has no electronics in it. It's just like plastic, and it's super simple. Like just stuff <laughs> like that, where they really don't spend much money mm-hmm. to like. Oh, all of their proprietary new idea. stuff is insane. Yeah, the amiibo sure. I think is like maybe one of the most like quietly oh, one God. of the most insane. Yeah like marketing plays of all like time. i hate it i hate it but it's brilliant For, can you ex- can you explain that yeah to me? amiibos are like they're collectible figurines of like your favorite nintendo ips so they have stuff uh. like you know they have like mario amiibos they have all the smash character amiibos but they're marketed as like collectibles and in some cases some of them are like rare like they did the uh for the yoshi like yarn world game they made they made like a woven yarn yoshi amiibo and then the base of the statuette has like electronics in it that interact with the games. But those are that's like almost completely oh, unnecessary awesome. because now you have people that are like otherwise completely uninterested in like collectibles are now right. like spending thirty, fifty, two hundred dollars on individual amiibos so that they can like have the cool stuff that nobody else has. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Oh, uh, that's awesome. It's like an interesting like version. It's not really like in the same category as the loot box debate? No, because it doesn't really impact... Like, there are unique things that you can access as a result of purchasing Amiibos, but they're not, like, behind a paywall. Like, they're just, like, bonuses that have nothing to do with gameplay. It's, like... It's kind of like like uh, cosmetics, like a cosmetic shop in a way. Yeah, kind of. It's like buying... But it's more like buying, like, a, like a small expansion with a physical attachment. Exactly. But what's nice about it is that um, with the cos... Like, the cosmetics because it's online and you can just like press a button and like get it like it enables people to like purchase more mm-hmm. when they probably wouldn't at least with the figurines like you have to actually go to the walmart or wherever yeah and, yeah like, buy it and it's just like a different like a- it's a totally action. different experience yeah and yeah, the other thing so that sort of limits like predatory behavior the, the other thing that's really interesting about it too is that like the the fact that they're like collectible statues makes them great gifts too so, like, even if the, oh, somebody smart. that you care about doesn't, like, have the game that the Amiibo interacts with, you know that they like Metroid, you buy them a Samus figurine. That's, like, $30 spent that has nothing to do with... And they're, like, probably relatively cheap to manufacture, too. Nintendo's just, like, all of their marketing plays are super brilliant. I think it's... Yeah, that's what yeah, it's, it's, yeah. And they're fun, yeah. too. It's not like you can... I can't, like, fault Amiibos. They're, like, relatively, from what I understand, they're relatively well-made. So they're not, like, chintzy plastic pieces of shit. They're just... They're actual collectibles. So, like, people that are all already into them, that gives them another outlet for that, too. I think it's cute. Yeah. I don't really have, like, I, I definitely, I think it's cute. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. Anyway, Nintendo's dope. Yeah, I think that's the, <laughs> that's going to be our consensus on that question. Yeah. Um, let's see, hold on. Let's. I got some stuff on Facebook, too. How controversial do we want to get? 
Let's uh, let's do it, man. Okay. Oh my God. Uh, for controversy. This is from Jump Andrew, in. another Atlanta listener. What do you guys think of gender in 2018 America? Gender. Uh, I'm gonna go on. He, there's a brief story attached here. He said, "Someone told me that their pronouns change every day. I wanted to say, motherfucker, are you serious?" <laughs> I would. I would, I, I would obviously <laughs> second that too. It's, I mean, that, I don't, how do I put this? I don't, I don't like give a shit, right? I don't know how to put yeah. it. Like, like I, I don't mean, and I don't mean that There's to be no like dismissive. Way. I don't, I mean it to be like supportive. Like, why would I care about, yeah. um, I mean, if, if he's talking about gender and not like, uh, sex, in other words, not like, you know, men and women, but like, physical. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But he, if he's actually talking about like gender identity and that stuff, like, I'm, I'm fairly certain that's exactly what Okay. I'm and now. it's like, you know, if somebody has like, you know, how about this? I, uh, I don't really get the whole pronoun battle. I don't think that that actually, um, uh, I don't think a lot of people actually have that conversation. I think it's less people having that conversation. I don't think so. Like, do you see what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't think. I think that. I think it's like, one of those like bubble issues that try. Like, yeah, and it's also sucks. gotten like <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Right. And it's also right. gotten blown up. Like, I don't think that people. I think that like there's like a small vocal minority that's like really obsessed with that conversation. And maybe maybe it's yes. really important to them or something. But but I find it I, I find it to be like. Um, I just I just think it's it it doesn't matter to me because I think that there are other issues that are more pressing for that community to deal with than yeah, their professors the, not using the word, the, the, not the, using a plural they to refer to them yeah. rather than he or she and or something like that right so it's what Dave Chappelle calls a brittle ass spirit <laughs> yeah. ass where it's spirit. like if if Very if true. the pronouns that someone's using is offending you it's like. You got a brittle ass spirit. I don't know what to say. Like yeah. the, the the issue of like gender identity, I think, is very serious for the people who are afflicted with the problems that come with that. Right. Um, and we should always be supportive of you know. Yeah, like, you can do them the kindness. The person is of fighting like... to be the. It's difficult to know who you are. I mean, like I can't even imagine like if I did thought I wanted to be a woman. Like sometimes I just play that in my head. Like, do I want to be a woman? And I'm just like, that's the most ridiculous Oh, I've had that thought. I, I th- I've had that thought. I, I mean, yeah. like, I wouldn't shy away Yeah, where it's like, that, am yeah. I actually questioning it? Like, should I? And it's no, and like, it becomes, no. yeah, it's exactly. Like, it's not even, it's so, it's one of the most decided things in my life is that I like being <laughs> Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. We've settled it. Yeah, so I, for people who are struggling with that, that's like a, like, existential issue. Like, it, you know, my manhood is, like, essential to the person I imagine my, or that I identify with, right? Mm-hmm. Or to the identity I have yeah, yeah, myself yeah. to have. I can't even imagine if that like was something I was challenging on a day to day basis and was confused about. Like that is a serious fucking issue, and we should like support people in any way we can. Save pol- this, that is just a different category. It's not like a real like, yeah. It's like they're the, like, they're the shit stirring. Like, is, is what it, it ultimately it's like. But it is what people get a, upset about is that whole thing is so presumptuous. It's like how would I know what yeah your pro- like if your problem is such that. You are questioning your identity on a fundamental level. Why are you presuming I would know what you? Yeah, mean? how would? It, yeah, yeah, exactly. How you would want to be identified? Yeah. Like, and that's what upsets people. It's like, I think people generally are sympathetic to that, but everyone is. I think I, most people are willing to do the kindness of like addressing you the way you want to be addressed, but like also you have to express that in a way that is valid. <laughs> yeah, valid and like not you know, ass, like assuming. Yeah, like you just can't like. 
that's just like generally how polite society works. Yeah, that's just being like, that's just, just being nice. Like I, that's just being polite. And so the, yeah. and 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 I think yeah. that like what the bizarre part to me is exactly what you're saying is that like oh it's pres- you know presuming that a person is how about this it's presuming that the person is like acting maliciously for not for like incorrectly gendering you or something like that. Do you know what I yeah. mean? Which I think yeah. is an absolutely bizarre way of thinking about the world. Right. But then, and also the fact that that's like a political position, exactly. like it's sort of ra- it's bundled in with like every other LGBTQ issue and it like delegitimizes all of them. And, 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 so and well, it becomes, it becomes like a place that you see a lot of attacks begin on that whole, right. like it gets used as kind of an analogy for the rest of the LGBT movement or something like that, right? And I and I think that like, you know, hey, I I get just as mad as any other liberal when you hear somebody, you know, like a conservative say snowflake and stuff, right? But the truth of the matter is that like if we focused on, you know, real issues instead of, you know, fighting our college professors over pronouns, right? I I, like, I don't understand. I don't understand. Like, you know, go go I think you just dismiss those people too, like when when you know out of hand, yeah. Okay, let's just say someone calls me like I'm I'm reading something and it gets into a conversation where it's like, oh, you're like a liberal snowflake. I just like don't. Oh, I don't. I, yeah, exactly. No, I'm saying I'm not. I don't engage with people. Because like I know that the, the culture of words that per, yeah the culture of words that person is involved in is just I'm not gonna be able to like inoculate my own reasoning into it. Like that's just a person who lives in a different reality and like. I'm not going to affect them by attacking them at that level. You know, like the f- if you want to change how people use words, like that has to come from a complete, it doesn't happen on the level of words. Words are just an expression of ideas, of sentiments and like, yeah. And perspectives. And like, you really like just, if you're just attacking someone like, Oh, you need to change the way that you speak. That's like, it's, why does that matter? What matters is how they feel. And like from there, like expressions will change. Um, and so, like, the work you have to do is, like, on the emotional, sociological. You're totally yeah. – and the word I would – the, the, I just, like, figured out the word I would use to describe it. I just think it's superficial, right? Yeah. I think it's, yeah, I think totally. it's superficial and mm-hmm. that it doesn't actually get at any source of whatever the, the primary issues may be. Um, and it also doesn't – you know, and it, 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 it's just a kind of like a way of not participating – with um the more nuanced conversation it's just kind of it's uh it's oversimplified and superficial but at the same time i I don't care what anybody does you know what i mean gender in 2018 (laughs) do whatever (laughs) you know it's it's, it's the same as it was 330 million people in the u.s do you like you're gonna say there are 330 million genders (laughs) (laughs) there probably are at this point (laughs) with more being discovered every day oh oh, the actually just to say last last thing on yeah it's like crypto (laughs) (laughs) i'm gender mining (laughs) (laughs) i've got a gender mining rig back at my house i'm blockchaining gender that's my that's my that's my new pursuit Um, but the th- actually, one there thing I go. will say is that Slavoj Žižek said something cool about gender that I watched. I know, <laughs> I know, of course he did. But he makes the point that, of like, course he did, and of course he uh, would. Yeah, that he what he ma- he makes the point that, like, um, okay, if you have a gender binary and you're uncomfortable with either of those genders, and then you create another point on this gender spectrum to describe yourself, okay, then you create another one and you end up with like all these different kind of gender descriptions, right? Each one of those uh, points, actually, what that actually does 
is that that kind of reinforces um uh how do i put this like gender dis like gender uh dysmorphia gender issues because the idea yeah, is because that you're like, like creating no, an environment of isolation where like each individual yeah. point on the spectrum is like not like any of it, the exactly and then on top defining features and then so you're, like, on pigeonholing yourself exactly and then on top of that though it's it's kind of rejecting the idea that no one feels comfortable exactly with their social right. gender construction Right. Like the right. way society treats gender is kind of like it, it, it is. It's blunt and rudimentary. And we have I would say to like just to add. Yeah. Just to uh, explicate that yeah. point, like for men, like our like we did the whole episode about men and their emotionality. Yeah. Like that's a way in which like it's it can be uncomfortable. Your manhood can be uncomfortable or you're like your identity as a man can be uncomfortable. Absolutely. Because it's like at, so like that, uh, you know, obviously there's like a biological thing that's happening with uh transgendered people or some i guess uh that is like fundamentally different than like a social the software issue mm. um but i mean you know just let people find themselves like you know I, I you know what upsets me about this is like when trump was like no more transgendered in the military and it's just like where does that come like what is that i don't nonsense? even know yeah, what that is that's where that. i think the gender like backlash the gender identity backlash i guess is like even as stupid as like the pronoun debate where it's like, you don't like, these are just people like, they're not like, like just bathroom tra- bills I don't know, and I, shit like that. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. It's like, it's so, it's so hateful. I can't under, I cannot understand the thinking unless you're just like literally going off of like Republican common sense. <laughs> you're going off of Republican you know common I mean? like, sense. I can't. I can't yeah, understand you know, that unless you're, you know, like a complete psychotic person, like a Republican. Like that's like, well, because it's like in my mind, welfare what, queen what is, is a gender. Sense is like, it's like oh, so like I guess what I mean by that is like the common sense for a Republican be like oh, this is like a guy who's in the ladies' bathroom. And he's looking at little girls. Like obviously, those people will do that. Yeah, because they're in the. You know what I mean? Or like obviously, the girl. That's just the rhetoric that they like subscribe to. And it's, and it's just like why it like what like what challenge your assumption? Yeah, what happened to you? What happened to you back in the day, man? Yeah, (laughs) I miss the old. Make you think these things. (laughs) Oh my god! So yeah, I think both sides lose their minds. I mean, you know, it's just like I don't know why, like as a. I guess, like, why it's fun to do cultural criticism is because hysteria typifies, like, all sides of the debate. Mm -hmm. And if you're just a normal person and you're okay divorcing yourself from any tribalism, you can be like, okay, this is ridiculous. (laughs) Like, we... Like, we... (laughs) Like, the whole... Like, the fact that can even be a question, what is gender in 2018? What does that even mean? (laughs) (laughs) The fact that it's a question that, like, can be asked and even, like, vaguely understood, too, is kind of... Yeah, it can be responded to as nonsense. But um, there's this, uh, I would say, I'm trying to find it right now, but there's a podcast, uh, Sam Harris podcast, with the guy who, uh, damn it, I'll put it in the show notes. There's one Sam Harris podcast that's really good about gender. From a biologist, it was the was it the Evergreen College, ever whatever it was that the guy got, uh, he got kicked out because he participated in, uh, a, you know, he didn't participate in this protest where like all the white people had to leave the school. Oh day. yeah, <laughs> okay, yeah, I heard about this. Yeah, I yeah, not, it's a whole thing. I, did not I would, about that. yeah, it's there's just... yeah, we'll put in the show notes. They they have a great conversation about gender that's like from the biological, um, 
perspective that I think just sort of answers the question for me, but I'm too dumb to <laughs> recite. <from laughs> so yeah, and there was a I can't remember where it was, but there is um, a documentary I saw. It might have been on Netflix um, where they were talking about gender in the Olympics and how they determine whether or not like a woman is, uh, you know, like a valid competitor. Has too much. Yeah, has too much testosterone. She could yeah. get, you know, barred from competition. Um, but that, I think that part, the biological part to me is pretty interesting. Yeah, because it's like something that doesn't play, it plays almost on that level, like almost at an Olympic level where the biology, if you identify as a specific gender, the biology, like, almost becomes irrelevant except at that. Like, there are certain novel situations where it shouldn't matter or, or where it does matter. Where, like, you're actually affecting other people's lives. But, like, otherwise, I think it's almost irrelevant. Totally. Anyway, number 109 on the same Harris podcast. Okay. Number 109. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll put it in the show notes for sure, Ski. Yeah, it's re- It's just, like, a, it's a really good episode. It's a really good podcast. It's, like, two hours long. It's, but it's fascinating the whole way through. Okay, cool. You guys ready for... Uh, I think this, this will be a... Probably, yeah, the last one. The last one? Okay, we're going to go to the last one. Um, I, yeah, we're like in an hour. Yeah, we are at an hour. Um, do we want to do what kind of? There's still a bunch more. So do we want to do a, like a uh, serious I mean, question? We'll just, or? We could do. Oh, you know why don't we do like a rapid round? Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's yeah, do. Okay. I'll do. I'll find the speed round question. We'll start with one from our good friend Mauricio, our Florida <laughs> listener. Mauricio. Hi, I was like just wondering, that. what's your favorite hentai movie, and what do you guys think about anime boobs? <laughs> <laughs> This is perhaps the most quintessentially hate, Mauricio question. Mauricio. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> my thoughts on that are anime. fuck Mauricio. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I don't know, like, uh, it's so exaggerated, and it's like I don't like. I've never really gotten off by a cartoon before. Like, right. I don't. I don't think it like it like responds to my like. <laughs> Your predilections, like, sensual aesthetics. Yeah, no, it's like I want like hyper reality. I think it's anime like, titties are definitely dangerous because you're gonna end up like Mauricio, <laughs> where you're just like your whole sexuality has been replaced by cat girls. Like, <laughs> I think it's kind of harmful to women. It's like, why do you need these big ass boobs? And like, like it's well, so it's, it's only like, harmful because they're perfect. <laughs> it's only horrible because 2D girls are always better. That's the, that's the only reason. I always wonder though, like every single anime I've ever seen has just been so sexual. Oh, and I just don't understand cool. why it's so sexual. Yeah, yeah, dude. I remember I remember movies. Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's so sexual. Like why Pikachu just fucking kids? walking around like flashing his it's titties. It's a critique of innocence. It's a critique of innocence. <laughs> Innocence is worthless because it, you never had innocence in the first place. You're always looking. You came into this world from your mom's vagina. Of course, you were always going to be sexual. Oh yeah. This idea that you could just be walking around, sunshine, catch a Pokemon. At seven years old, when seven years old, when the first time I saw Ash Ketchum turn his hat around, how was I supposed to not be gay? You know, it's like <laughs> yeah. at all times my sexuality is assaulted by anime. <laughs> okay, cool. Next question. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> um, would you consider an episode on Magic the Gathering? Um, oh, maybe God. I don't know. Yeah, fine. Like, oh my God. like I don't, I don't know do how. I think I don't wanna it would just I, be I would like be it would probably just be a me and Johnny and episode. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I yeah I could not <laughs> contribute to that. I think there's something about Magic the gathering culture. The gathering culture. Yeah, <laughs> it's like that captivating it, it, it's a in a bad way. Type of, 
<laughs> it's a specific type of like social addiction. Like yeah. it's a group addiction. I've never been in a place where, you know, it's like I was a drug addict. I do drugs like one or two, three people. Imagine like hundreds of people going into convention centers and just all like just despairing over this one addiction with each other. Yeah, and, and like, it's unlike winning and losing in between the addiction. Like you sometimes you go in from like because your addiction tells you you have to go to these tournaments. It's not yeah, yeah it's nothing to do with lose want. and you lose and you lose, <laughs> and, you lose <laughs> and you lose again. Well, Johnny was also you really bad. And, so. you, and you feel like <laughs> and you're like, I'm losing because I don't have the right cards. So you're spending money and you're losing again. And so you think, oh, like, I'll be cooler if I get, like, a cool. Oh my God, I'll be like, cooler. Dice. Or, like, if I get a cool like, dice. Cool I'll be cool. <laughs> I promise. If I foil out my deck, maybe then my if social capital will increase. I know. And then all the time. In my community just, like, of addicts. You haven't, you haven't showered and the. the just the musk basically like, imagine if they like made rises. imagine if they made heroin but like you did heroin with 300 other people and <laughs> some people had heroin that had glitter in it and that made the, that made those people better than you yeah and that's magic and the together. heroin smells yeah. the heroin smells it smells so bad and it and it makes you fat it makes you so fat all you eat is pizza and beef and <laughs> and the heat rise when i was playing magic the gathering seriously there was a time in which i ate a plate of nachos at a convention center that someone had left out a stranger had left <laughs> out for perhaps three hours well jacob could talk about this like he he won a big tournament and like when you play these tournaments it's like you're just like it's rounds and rounds of this game it's hours and hours and like, i played 18 watching, rounds in two days and each round is no less than an hour long yeah, and so, and so, like, at the last match, he's playing against, like, a Magic celebrity. And, like, none of these guys look happy. None of these – and it's not, like, they're intense. It's just, like, they're so exhausted. They're not even sure oh, yeah, the their picture, life choices The picture of Jacob They've expended getting, energy in incorrect ways. The picture of Jacob getting the award is hysterical. The one that's on I guess Facebook. we might have to put – we might have to put that one in the show. Yeah. I look so – I look – my friend one – of, one of my friends, Charles, who didn't know me at the time that I won the tournament, at the end of the tournament, he said that he thought to himself, huh, I'm glad the cancer guy won. <laughs> 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 the cancer guy. It did seem like it. Oh, my God. I know. It was a different kind of cancer. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we might do an episode on Magic the Gathering. Um, that would probably we, that would be like an episode where Mark is out of commission. <laughs> it sounds like no one should ever play that game again, and we might do an episode. <laughs> we can do it. There's a lot because there is there's like what it is. It's, there's like this alluring, like ever slipping beauty for, of the game. For sure, it's like, it's like strategically beautiful, yep. and it's it's so deep, yeah. and yet like. And you think that you own it. You think you're a part of it, but really, what it is, it's like an infection, and it's a virus, and it and it slowly depletes your life source. Accurate, and <laughs> like and, Magic: and The Gathering the end, should like, be the subject of like a very tragic award-winning documentary, basically. <laughs> Yeah, the Vice did like this, like, look at this cool card game where people are like, you know, playing with each other around the world. And it's really like you've missed like the darker story. The 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 Dickensian aspect. (laughs) Yeah, there's something very Dickensian. We might switch from podcasting to documentarianism. We'll see. There might be an MTG documentary, not an MTG podcast. Codex Codex Magic. All right. Is that, we got one more? Um, Let me, hold on. There's... There's some. There are like three more, but they're hard to answer quickly. Um, we I guess we can try yeah, we to hit. Just it. go long. We can try. Yeah, we, we could just go, go long, long too. Um, what values do you hold most highly, and why? Uh, 
I guess like personal about like maybe like uh, let's let's approach it from like the uh, the idea of like maybe like uh, like integrity like what moral values uh, we hold hi- most highly. Uh, I think just like um, I don't know like yeah, yeah pretty lucid morality. <laughs> <laughs> he plays it fast and morality, loose. but I'm not telling you. I play it fast <laughs> and lucid. Very clear. Uh, um, I don't know, man. Just like consider others and like you know create shit. That's, I don't know. I don't really have a lot of I think that the, that's I think fair. the only yeah. thing that, like, I guess the way I'd put it is that I try to, I try to, like, heed the social contract a lot. I don't mean that, like, you know, subscribing to a lot of, like, societal conventions. What I mean to say is that, I, I, what do I value? I think being decent. Just, like, I think, you know, I think that a lot of people are dicks. I try to not be a dick. And I, and I, and yeah. I know yeah. that's, like, a, that's actually, just, honestly, I value not being annoying, not being a dick, not being a yeah. creep. Like, you know, it's not yeah. really, like, actually, when I think about what I value, it's, like, I just don't want to, like, impose on people. I don't want to, like, steal their shit. Yeah. I don't want to, like, <coughs> annoy them. And I, I mean, I, and I think that, <laughs> like... Not, they're not lofty goals. Yeah, I don't, I, you know, um, uh, I think that you should try to help people when you can, right? And I know that that line is, like, hard to draw, like, when you actually can, you know. If you're, if you're busy all the time, how can you help somebody out? Or on top of that, if you have no money, how can you, like, give money to somebody or something like that, right? So uh, I understand all that. But at the same time, you know, like, I think that uh, – I think you try to do right by people. And be like that is like simply my like biggest value. It like you know I would say that that informs my political views and like the way I approach, um, yeah, uh, confrontation like, I, wanna, and friendships uh, equally. You know what I mean? You want to behave in a way that? that like people want to continue to be around you. I think is like an easy yeah. way. To put yeah. It. yeah, 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 and and like. Uh, like lying is a big one i think yeah oh that's good you know because like you value your ability to lie (laughs) yeah exactly you get it um but it's so hard like it's hard enough to like figure out your like own reality and like your relationship to other people within it so when somebody like warps that it's so much more difficult to like understand like what is actually happening in your world oh totally yeah so yeah. I, I think that's really, I think really lying valid. is a big one. Try, I, I like that's a really good one because I've really been trying to like just consciously, like, you know, like sometimes you just say lies because it's convenient. Totally. Like, and some, you know, maybe sometimes that's like supposed to be the good idea, but right now I'm just sort of like trying to just be, just say what I actually think. Honesty. Like, no, I don't want to do that. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. All right. What's the next one? Um. Let's make this. Hold on. Let's make this the last one. Get back here. Yeah, what experience or this is a tough one. What experience or experiences most shaped you into who you are today? This is from another Florida listener. Oh boy. Um I think for me Well, that's super serious. Yeah. But I would say I was like <laughs> on a like I felt like I was on a really like successful path and then uh basically everything I built up just sort of like was destroyed <laughs> you know and like I, I somehow i found myself back in tampa which i vowed i'd never ever be there again and i was stuck there for year, like a couple years and like i had never experienced like that to me was just like i had hit like rock bottom like that was like failure yeah like, i've just failed as a person and like it was like i just was you know despairing for a long time that's why i was playing magic <laughs> <laughs> not untru- not even a joke <laughs> that's not a joke. and he no, got me into it too <laughs> yeah right and um 
and getting out of that and like the lessons I've learned about (laughs) very last Jedi like where like your failure like not like having gone through like a monumental experience of failure um it just has made me a more like well fuck it I'm gonna do it anyway kind of person yeah Yeah. like I just like I do the things I want to do now and I don't worry I try like I I try not to worry about like small failures um, yeah, or like I try not to worry that I'm a success to anyone else. Yeah, right. No, that's like, I think that's a really healthy way to like approach life. Yeah, because when you're you're down in the when everything that you tried to do just fucked up, it's like you're ashamed of it, and that's really the driving force. I think it's like the secret driving force to like you know depression when you're in those moments, and then if you can deal with your shame, like in a healthy, honest way, and confront it. Then, like, success is kind of, like, whatever. It's, like, you know, just, like, don't, like, hate yourself. Yeah. And everything. Good things will follow because the bad things are basically you just being ashamed and, you know, just frustrated with yourself in a way that there's no reason to be if you, like, can handle it properly. So, I don't know. That, to me, is probably – I think about that a lot, like, every day. Like, how how my – the failures in my life are, like, shaping who I want to be. As I go forward, I would say something like that. That's a good answer. Yeah, I would. How about this? I would, in the uh, in the interest of time, I'll say that like I think that what Johnny said is universal, right? Isn't it that like? Um, uh, I don't know. I don't the, think, I think a that lot the, of people learn from failure. I mean, <laughs> I maybe a lot of people maybe just not. Let failure crush them. Or, forever. or how about this? Maybe like, um, uh, you know, people don't ask like, what experiences made you who you are today. You don't ask somebody who's in, like, a really bad place that question, for example, right? So, like, assuming that that question is being asked of someone who's relatively comfortable with themselves, I would say that that probably comes from having tried and failed and learned from failure, right? And I think that, you know, um, uh, I guess you could think about it as, like, trauma to a degree. Do you know what I mean? Like, um, is is another source of that. Yeah, you have to risk. You have to like res- like yeah I I really I think that's true. If you're in a good place, you can answer that question. For me, it's like I completely respect the overwhelming power of having failed, but it doesn't def- like it doesn't own me. It's just something that I'm like using. It's like there's like you know it's like if you're a sad person, but you're trying to like still do things in the world. It's like there's a power to that sadness. I think where it's like, you know, things that would normally ruin somebody is like something you can yeah take. for sure. Yeah. Unfortunately, the trade-off is, like, you're not, like, this ecstatic person on a regular level, but... I mean, that's fine. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And, like, so that... Something like that would characterize, like, my, like, attitude in life generally. Like, my resting attitude is, you know, I... This is not where I thought I was going to be in my larger plan. But, like, that's made me a real person. Yeah, totally. Not some just, like, fake... You know, it's, like, people who just, like, are these, like, childhood successes, and then they're just... You know, like, they never really experience any, you know, bad shit in their life in the way of, like, you know, their image being decimated. Um, 
like that like who wants to be that like what it like you a very like one of the greatest experiences in life is just getting fucked up what did mark you know, and say he goes um uh i really don't respect anyone who hasn't had the courage to lose complete control of their life for at least a couple of years right like it's you know <laughs> right it's, yeah you got you gotta not trust people like that you know but i i think that that's right though it's that you know uh for me, like I got really sick twice when I was young, um, once in high school and once in college, and both times were really serious things with my heart, and like I almost died from the first one and shit like that. And then I had a friend pass away while I lived in New York, and like you know, you have all of these. You have kind of that. Um, how about this? I, for a long, I, I went through a period where it was like a whole lot of trauma, one thing after another, and then. Um, I think I got into a fight with a friend and woke up one day and said that I was going to get shit together and then I went to law school, right? So I think that, like, you know, um, you can say that going through struggle is, like, the best fuel for making some, like, larger-scale change. And yeah. if you're wondering, like, who... I, yeah. Ideally, yeah. Exactly. So that's what I... I mean, I would definitely, I would definitely say that, like... Uh, shame and trauma are, are the things that made me who I am today. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> the shame of your heart disease. <laughs> yeah, exactly. How can oh, I live with this, my heart. this deep congenital shame? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> the shame is killing me. <laughs> That's exactly what I sound like. JT, uh, what about you? Uh, yeah, I mean, for me, I think uh, it also depends on like the person like what their overall motivations are like is kind of what i was thinking because um like myself i like i agree with johnny and mark and all you guys about uh you know learning a lot from your failures um but also i think there's a lot of people out there who like are just okay with where they are in their life and like so contentment they either react to those failures a little bit differently than maybe someone like myself would um, to where it gives me motivation as opposed, cause I didn't and still don't want to be exactly where I am today. You know, I want it to, I want to keep learning from things and I think I'm willing to take more failures in order to learn. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, I think it just depends on the type of person you are and how you react to those things. Um, cause like Mark and Johnny were saying, you know, it's, it's a huge motivator. Like, you can run on anger for like, <laughs> <laughs> like, you run on. It is good fuel. Yeah, yeah. anger, resentment, and revenge. Great, it. great combination. They're great motive. I guess like yeah, if you if you are experiencing failure, then like that means that you have an idea of where you want to be and you're not there. And totally. like some people actually don't have that geometry. They don't like, like experience failure maybe because they're like right where they want to be yeah, yeah it's like, I want, so i don't know i want to be in this crack house. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a crack house it's the danger of it's that was no that was oh good oh my god that, that was, was very good. Good. <laughs> you said it you can't say it was very good no jo johnny set me up for it oh, okay. i, was, I said it okay. yeah he oh, set me up i just put it together you guys are in the same mic and have the same voice that's and all they're in the same and they're <laughs> in the true. same bathroom yeah they are <laughs> yep still on the toilet this experience has defined my life in ways that haven't yet like oh my god all right Recommendations? Oh man, that's <laughs> too much fun. I like mailbag. Yeah. Mailbag is good. We should probably do this every, you, man. every once in a while. 
We should make, day. make a podcast called The Sack. Yeah, the, 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 the Sack. sack. <laughs> oh my god. It's so good. It's gonna be part of the Codex West Network. Um, but I like I like that magic uh, suggestion. If anyone ever wants to suggest episodes, I think that's a great idea because, you know. Yeah, like, for sure. You know, why not do something that people actually want to hear? And no one wants to hear <laughs> about this shit. And uh, yeah, again, if you, at any point in time, if you have any questions, episode suggestions, or like you want to start prepping us for the next mailbag episode, um, send anything to codexwestpodcast at gmail.com. Um, or you can message any one of us on Facebook or some of you have our numbers, text us, that kind of thing. And share this shit. Yeah, yeah oh, share, share it. This Smash shit. that motherfucking share button. Do it. It's there for a reason. Um, and leave reviews on I'm iTunes. I'm surprised we didn't get any questions about Logan Paul in the Suicide Forest. I'm a little sad. I don't know what that means. What? Oh, am I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Isn't Logan Paul the Vine guy? He's a YouTuber. He went to the Suicide Forest. You just read about it. Oh, the mo- the movie that he was in? No, he you know he posted a video. <laughs> read a book. Yeah, read what? a book. Read a book. Jacob, Jacob, read a book. No, he was in he was in a movie at some point. No one cares about the movie. They care about him. Like he like videoed like some dead dude he found in the suicide force, and they're all like. They just videoed it. <laughs> they didn't like call anybody. Like, are you supposed to? Are they just oh, you have to, there are memes and memes and memes oh about this. Oh my god, I'm surprised no one. I haven't but been. It does represent involved a very in ethically interesting question to me, which is like, how far is like can you take <laughs> the, you know the video camera? The doc. I mean, it was it, ha- it did have like valid documentarian. Oh like it was it was val it was valuable, <laughs> but yeah, it had to be taken down. <laughs> Oh my God, Johnny wanting to do Johnny wanting to do a, a full film theory critique of the Logan Paul Suicide Forest video. Like, I'm ready. Oh, my body is ready. Uh, it was me. <laughs> All right, yeah. Let's uh, let's call it. Um, thank you again for listening, and uh, you guys have a great day. Welcome back. Yeah. <laughs> Peace. <laughs>